0: It's a new day, yes it is.
1: Wakey, wakey! Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them, rise and shine. This is your wake up call, people. Come on, the coffee's get on. Off. We're gonna get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleeting. up my nerd? Nerd! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd. And uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
0: Rise and shine, nerds.
1: Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. Also, I've been making very independent music for 20 years.
0: Very independent. And I'm Mo. the shorter, yet louder and, you know, some might even say smarter, counterpart to the back row. I'm a wife, mom, and super fan of all things. friends and also a Tidooptimmus is someone who is chronically late, which is also me
1: <laughs> That's what you needed that for.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Before the show, she's trying to figure out how to say it correctly. And I thought this was... I didn't see what the definition was, but I thought it was something, some doctor that your kid had to go see or something. (laughs) Because, you know, it sounds like optometrist or, you know, something like, okay, that must be like a a doctor of the lip or something that I didn't know about. Uh What's going on here? Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh Well, (laughs) today on the show, why are sitcom dads still bumbling idiots?
0: We've also got a Junk Food Tuesday, Taste Test, Ask Us Anything, Five Random Facts, and more.
1: But first, today is Tuesday, February 16th, 2021, and we got some holidays to celebrate. That's
0: right. It's Mardi Gras. Boop, boop, boop. Mm Mm-hmm. Get your masks. Get your king cake. Get your beads. Have fun.
1: Well, I mean, buy beads. Don't earn them, because that's a whole different thing.
0: I mean, that's fair. (laughs) I do know sometimes they give beats to kids just for being cute.
1: So yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm short enough to be a kid. No. Oh.
1: <laughs> Not anymore, Mo.
0: My kids are taller than me. Two of the, two of my three.
1: I have a question to ask you after we get through these. Oh great. <laughs> um, it's also National
0: Almond Day.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm when you're on when you're on keto, almonds are like a big deal. Because they're high fat, low carb. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: you use almond flour usually in place of normal flour for things, right. and I, I like. I'm trying to make myself be a big fan of almonds in order to get through this, but
0: well, I like almonds.
1: I, I get sick of them really quick.
0: Mm, I real like real quick. I think out of all the nuts and legumes, almonds are my favorite. Really? Yeah.
1: I think I'll go like. Pecan, cashew, walnut, Mm-mm. long so, before home. So here's
0: the thing about a pecan and a walnut. Hmm. And you just made me say pecan. I don't say pecan.
1: <laughs> pecans. It's
0: a pecan. Us North Carolinians <laughs> call them pecans. Um, but every now and then you'll get like leftover shell residue inside the nut. And so, you know, you're just shoveling handful by handful in your mouth, chewing, enjoying the whole... Snacking time and then the shell leaves almost like this filmy kind of
1: oh, okay, I know what you're gross, talking about.
0: Gross, kind of makes your tongue go numb. Taste it's really, it's really disgusting.
1: I, I do know occasionally there's like a weird film. Uh, I thought you were saying like there would be bits of hard shell that you crack your teeth on. I'm about I've Never.
0: No, but it because it, it's not shell. Side. It's like the the inside of the shell that protects the nut from the shell. It's got like that. It's a residue a almost. Layer. Yeah. yeah. Growing up, picking pecans from pecan trees and cracking them open, mm-hmm. I can remember one of my good friends telling me, "You got to make sure you clean it out really well because you'll get shell residue left in there." That's gross. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also National Pancake Day.
1: Yeah, I love me some pancakes.
0: I prefer pancakes over waffles.
1: Mm. Uh, In you the know, morning, I don't know if I I'm do or...
0: making pancakes,
1: but I do like pancakes.
0: Mm.
1: I love. <laughs> that pancakes. was a bad Eddie Murphy impression, by the way. <laughs> In the morning, <laughs> but uh, you're the impression person. Okay, gosh, we've
0: already discussed this. But
1: I think I like waffles better. Really? Thinking about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Keto waffles are also very good. Like, you make...
0: Is this what we're doing we're just talking about Just talking about keto ke- all the time.
1: Keto, now. Keto, keto waffles are great. Chaffles is what they're called.
0: Uh-huh, yeah.
1: Can't tell the difference.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Chaffles, some sugar-free syrup, and a bunch of butter. Real good. Real good
0: you know part. that friend that's, like, on a diet?
1: hmm
0: And so I'm all they guy. talk about yeah. is their diet. Look, I'm
1: back on it now, no, so listen, I have to be thinking in that mode. You're
0: not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> our friend is that that person.
1: Our friend? Our friend. Who's our friend? Our
0: dear friend. And she's doing great. She's killing keto. Mm. She's she's smashing goals. Mm. She's doing good. Mm. But that's all she posts about on Facebook anymore.
1: Mm.
0: Her recipes, her keto friendly recipes. Mm. You know who I'm talking about? No. Gerilyn. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, all she talks about.
1: Jerilyn and Brandon and Tyler and Megan and I are all on keto now, right now. So that's why it's for it's a everybody. Keto club. <laughs> keto club. Keep tokians.
0: Keep We're
1: going to, we're going to knock ourselves out of ketosis here in a couple weeks, though. Well, me, because you're not in ketosis, but because uh, I got an idea for a taste test similar to what we did with the, uh, Christmas snack cakes.
0: Oh, yeah? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Oreos? No. Oh. Every Girl Scout cookie. (gasps) (laughs) Okay, but here's the
0: thing. You Like, have you placed an order? No. Okay. You got to do it. I'll do it.
1: Okay. You want me to do it? Yeah.
0: I got a connection. I'll do it.
1: You want to split the cost?
0: I'll do it. But here's the thing. Cause they run out super quick, and so we're not going to be able to get our hands on every single one. Oh, okay. And for some reason, New Mexico is the last state to be able to sell. I don't know why.
1: Okay, are they already selling now?
0: Yeah, they oh, started okay. selling because I
1: stuff. saw the the one that the the first one that opens here is in on the twenty seventh.
0: Yeah, so the Girl Scouts have got their cookies in. Oh, okay. I placed an order with my connection Thursday. Okay. She got her cookies in Thursday night. Shoot. So. But here's the thing, because our state, Texas was selling three weeks ago. For real? Yes. And I don't know why. That's I don't messed know up. what the rules are. But because of that, because New Mexico is one of the last states, we don't always get all of the
1: cookies. Dang. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll try and get one of each. Okay. And I'll I'll split it with you. Okay. Well, I mean, you'll get to keep them, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this will be my fourth Girl Scout cookie order. <laughs> oh, my god! <gosh. laughs> I like Girl Scout cookies.
1: <laughs> anyway, we're going to rank them, see which one's best, including the new one. Have you tried the new one?
0: What's the, uh, the Toastier? Toastier? Yeah. I have.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm interested. Okay. In fact, there's quite a few of them I have not ever tasted. I'm pretty sure I typically only buy... Your favorite The Samoas and the Thin Mints. And I think I've occasionally bought that peanut butter one.
0: Yeah, the Tagalongs?
1: Yes. But typically those two. So I'm interested in trying all of them. There's a lemon one too, isn't there? Yes. I can't believe I've never tasted it. Because I love lemon. The
0: lemonades. I actually goons. don't know if they have them this year.
1: Mm, okay. Well, we'll give it a shot. It'll be fun. All right. And if you can get it by next week, then. Okay. Or... Yeah, we'll see. We'll try and get it done as soon as possible. Okay. That'll be fun.
0: I'm just saying, we also um, still have to do a spill or fill. A what? Spill or fill. Remember? No. We talked about this while we were in quarantine. What is this? Spill your guts or fill your guts. Oh, we gosh. Oh, right.
1: That. No, gosh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that'll be fun, guys. That'll be that'll be uh, vomit-inducing fun uh, for everybody. All right, we're gonna play onion or (laughs) not onion. We uh, we live stream our Tuesday shows on Twitch, so we are we are joined right now by uh, Brian and his daughter, and we got Rogar in in the mix as well, maybe a few other folks. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're gonna play onion or not onion, and you guys can play along too uh, as we do this. But uh, we've got three headlines. Mo's playing as well. Don't look over here. I'm not cheater, cheater, cheater. Uh, three headlines, two of them are fake from places like The Onion or The Babylon Bee, and uh, the other one is an actual news story, and I'm going to read all three headlines, and Mo and our Twitch followers here are going to guess which is the real headline, and you can play along at home, even though this is happening uh, later for you, but uh, you know it's new to you, so what does it matter? Here we go. Headline number one, study. 95% of ESPN.com visits Simply Habitual. Headline number two, Patrick Mahomes quoted as saying, this loss will motivate me to appreciate what's actually meaningful in life. Meming-ful? Meaningful. Meaningful. Meaningful.
0: Meaningful? Did he say? Yes, cr- meaningful. Okay. Yes, okay. Yes, no, yes. I thought that it was Yeah, like- I know, I
1: know. I got you. Okay. Just trying to make sure. Okay. Keeping, keep, keeping, keeping it clear. I okay, get cool. It. Lastly, this guy turned his dad's uncle's skeleton into a fully functional guitar. Which one's the real headline?
0: Okay, well, I feel like Patrick Mahomes just makes too much sense, so it obviously can't be the real one. Or is it?
1: What about 95% of ESPN.com visits being simply habitual? That's what, see, that's and what the Jedi like, says is the first one.
0: Well, but see, again, I feel like that one, yeah, it's duh nobody actually wants to go to espn.com and watch anything or <laughs> read anything anymore it's just part of your like daily routine you wake up you brush your teeth you check your email you check espn and you're like why am i here i All don't right.
1: know well uh, i'm
0: going with the third one
1: yeah so brian oriel jedi says number one rogar sing number three uh lark uh rachel Hi, Rachel. Our friend Rachel. Our friend Rachel. <laughs> is joining in as well. Uh, She's saying all of them, which I think she did last week, too. And obviously, <laughs> that's not how this game works. Uh, the correct story is... An inventive gentleman has paid the ultimate tribute to his deceased uncle, turning the late Metalhead's skeletal remains into a fully functional guitar. It may seem morbid, but there's actually a really endearing story behind the Skelacaster. As Metal Sex reports, a man who goes by the moniker Prince Midnight, uh, so already we're off to a cool start, (laughs) has just finished constructing a guitar out of his uncle Phillips' bones, Definitely a bit freaky, but it is quite some time since Philip passed. Tragically, he died more than 20 years ago as a result of a car accident. Philip's skeleton has been donated to a local college in Greece where it was used for educational purposes for two decades. When the school no longer needed the skeleton, it was returned to his family. With Orthodox Greeks frowning upon cremation and the cost of burial too expensive, Prince Midnight and family were at a crossroads as to what to do with Philip's remains. First, I, got, I don't want to keep saying his name, Prince, Midnight, Prince <laughs> who appears, Midnight, who appears to live in Florida, of course, had to deal with a lot of red tape just to gain possession of the skeleton as he had to file and refile tons of paperwork to uh, repreate, what is that, repreate, I don't know what that is, to get... Philip's remains. After finally receiving the remains, he ultimately decided to pay homage to his metal-loving uncle by turning Philip's skeleton into a guitar. And this is what he said. He said, So I got the box of bones from Greece, and I didn't know what to do at first. Bury them? Cremate them? Put them in the attic? All seemed like poor ways to memorialize someone who got me into heavy metal. So I decided to turn Uncle Philip into a guitar, which proved to be challenging. I did a lot of research, and no one has ever made a guitar out of a skeleton, so I did it. You I started say. out consulting with two guys at Dean's Guitars Workshop in Tampa, but they got cold feet. Anyways, now Uncle Philip can shred for all eternity. Oh, man. <laughs> That's how he would want it. I'm super proud of the project and how it serves to honor him, his life, and his influence on me. So you see the photo of this here. It's uh, the guy's rib cage. Over yeah. the area where you know you're strumming on the guitar, the the skull has been taken off and in place. That's where the neck of the guitar is, but also just the rest of his spine and his pelvis are just hanging out. Yeah, down at the bottom. I it's, mean,
0: listen, I will say it's kind of cool looking. It looks
1: cool until you remember this is a legitimate, actual somebody's skeleton. Yeah, it's almost so 20 like, years uh, old. Though. Nah, oh, that's fine. Yeah, it,
0: yeah, it doesn't bother me <laughs> at this point, and and it was used for research. At a university, so I'm sure that they did all the proper cleaning and, you know, all of the stuff, all of the things. I'm sure they did all that.
1: Oh, we will, we will, uh, we will forget about the story and just move on. I mean, at this on. point,
0: it's like playing with the skull at the dentist. You know, y'all you do it. Everybody does it.
1: It's not a real skull.
0: How do you know it's not a real skull? You ask?
1: Almost certain. I don't know. because they make a big deal about the fact that uh there's one real skull in like uh Treasure Island ride over at Disney like if every diz- dentist had an actual skull sitting in their office people would be making a big deal about it did you know there was a real skull in the pirate that's, treasure island that's yeah. what
0: the world wants you to think <laughs> matt
1: there's skulls all and over this have place what we
0: learned from 2020
1: pirates of the caribbean i'm sorry yeah you're right uh roger helps us out there uh frost is also in the building hey frost uh like i said we're we're uh, live streaming our tuesday shows on twitch glad to have not on tuesday but we're recording our tuesday shows on twitch glad to have you here yeah so interesting interesting story for sure i feel
0: like you need to come up with a new game I've I've figured this one out. I've mastered this one.
1: (laughs) I don't know. You don't get them right every week.
0: Uh, Let's go back and listen and figure out how many I have because I'm pretty sure I don't remember the last time I got one wrong.
1: We need to get popular enough to have people that just build wikis, you know, around the show so they can keep the stats. Like I know, like Dude Perfect has people that track who won every single challenge because they don't even track that. So there's a whole list of, you know. I mean, I don't feel
0: like we need to get popular enough. I feel like (laughs) we've got friends.
1: (laughs) What are you doing for the next? Can you just sit here and just watch every single or listen to every single Tuesday show and see how many. Here's
0: the thing. I'm thinking (laughs) of one person right now. And if, if, hold on, if your insides are tingling, that means I'm thinking about you. (laughs) If your heart is fluttering.
1: Okay. That's a little bit better way to put that.
0: Seriously. I think I got toothpaste on my shirt. <laughs>
1: uh, Rachel's asking if we're wearing almost the same color on yes. purpose.
0: No, not on purpose. Not on
1: purpose. Uh, in true Ricky fashion fashion, everything will be wrong. I mean, you're not wrong there. Uh,
0: Did Rachel? Rogar.
1: Rogar. (laughs) All right. Well, let's take a break right here. When we come back, it is Junk Food Tuesday.
0: But first, this week in nerdy news.
1: Stick around. This week in nerdy news, this is LTNN. LTNN. First up, an update to the Borderlands film adaptation that is coming up soon. Lionsgate has brought on Jack Black to the cast as the voice of the robot companion Claptrap. As if I really had to tell you who he'd be voicing. According to The Hollywood Reporter, HBO cast the role of Ellie in their upcoming adaptation of The Last of Us. Bella Ramsey, best known for playing Liana Mormont in HBO's Game of Thrones, will play Ellie. Ellie is an orphan who learns she's immune to the virus plaguing planet Earth. And then according to Deadline, The Mandalorian star Pedro Pascal has been cast in the series as the lead character Joel. Joel is a survivor who risks everything to smuggle humanity's last hope out of the quarantine zone. Oh gosh. Don't we all wish we could escape the quarantine zone? Like this is life right now. Disney Channel has announced the full voice cast for Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Actor and singer Diamond White will star as Lunella Lafayette, aka Moon Girl, who is the smartest person in the entire Marvel universe. Series executive producer Lawrence Fishburne will voice the recurring role of The Beyonder, who is described as a curious and mischievous trickster. Marvel Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur will premiere on Disney Channel in 2022. Also, thanks to Hamilton, I can't hear the name Lafayette without thinking of Davy Diggs. And I guess I'm not complaining about it. Paramount revealed the new title and animated logo for its sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog. They said it's groundbreaking, thought-provoking, and extremely obvious. The title for the movie is... Sonic the Hedgehog 2! Lastly, heads up, all of you Green Lantern and Funko Pop fans, because finally, after releasing dozens of Blackest Night-inspired Pops over the years, they have finally gotten around to releasing the Black Lantern himself, Black Hand, in his dead and black ring-wearing form. You can pick him up exclusively at Hot Topic, it is currently for pre-sale, will be available beginning February 24th. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, pick up all the Blackest Night books right dang now. What are you doing with your life? That was This Week in Nerdy News. I'm Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. <laughs> back to the back row morning show i'm radio matt and i'm mo and today on the show we're talking about bumbling tv dads and coming up right now uh well almost right now it's junk food tuesday
0: it's not right now Not
1: right now nearly right now because
0: right now i've got five random facts for you but do you i do because
1: i feel like you just pulled your phone out because it's on camera and so there's no hiding
0: why are you calling me out (laughs) Listen, I call Maybe myself out. I don't need you doing it, too. <laughs> I just pointed out last hour. Yell at hour, me while
1: you're trying to search for me. I got you know?
0: them! <laughs> They're right here! Do you see?
1: I see them now, yeah, thank you.
0: <sighs> Good gravy. Okay, and they are true random facts.
1: Random facts. Random. In the truest sense of the word, random. Random.
0: All right. Uh, avocados are a fruit, not a vegetable. They're technically considered a single-seeded berry. Believe it or not, is anything a vegetable? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> like Tomatoes are fruits. Avocados Veget- are fruits.
1: Cucumbers are fruits. Every vegetable is a, is a, is a fruit or a starch.
0: So I'm thinking. <laughs> I guess it. No, I don't know. Is the rule if it has a seed?
1: I think the rule is if it has seeds, it's a fruit. If it grows in the ground, it's a starch.
0: Wouldn't all squash be fruit then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Green beans. Green Green beans.
1: beans. (laughs) Green beans. Lettuce, I would think, has to be a vegetable, right? All lettuces. Carrots are a
0: starch. Carrots are a starch, yeah.
1: Turnips are a starch, I think.
0: Onions grow Onions on the ground. grow don't on they? the ground, yeah. yeah.
1: So they're, I don't know what's going on here. Collards. Collard greens. Yeah, that would be in the same kind of lettuce category.
0: <laughs> Jeez Louise. Uh, I forgot to look this word up. <laughs> Trypophobia is the fear of closely packed holes or more specifically an aversion to the sight of irregular patterns or clusters of small holes or bumps. So think um prairie dog holes.
1: Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: So you couldn't walk out into my field if you were if you had
1: trypophobic if you're trypophobic. Thank you.
0: Trypophobic. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Weird. Uh That's a weird one.
0: Australia is wider than the moon. The moon sits at 3,400 kilometers in diameter, while Australia's diameter from east to west is almost 4,000 kilometers.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's impressive.
0: Right? I kind of thought the same. Human teeth are the only part of the body which cannot heal themselves.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: I mean, when you consider yeah, it. I guess. Yep. And the bo- Game Boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We got to stop the plane. Sorry. The Go Game
0: ahead. Boy version <laughs> of Tetris was the first game played in space in 1993 when it traveled aboard a rocket to the MIR space station, where it was played by Russian cosmonaut Alexander A. Serebrov. Cerebrov. Cerebrov. Cerebrov? Cerebrov. Cerebrov. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. It's early.
1: It's early, y'all. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was funny. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it is Junk Food Tuesday now. Right now it is. Right now it's Junk Food Are Tuesday. Are you sure? Because I, uh, I don't And it's time. Know. It's time for it. And uh, the one thing Mo and I can't deny is that we love junk food, and each week we like to discuss new and upcoming junk foods that have been spotted in stores or announced for the future.
0: And like always, later in the show, we got to taste us.
1: So first up on our list of new or upcoming junk foods, Sour Patch Kids is added again with a watermelon ice cream vanilla line ice cream with lemon sorbet to Produce the like the sour flavor
0: mm-hmm. with
1: a watermelon swirl.
0: Listen, I don't understand what the deal is with watermelon.
1: I don't understand what the deal is with Sour Patch Kids getting in all the other foods.
0: Oh no, I love Sour Patch Kids. You I, didn't like I didn't them Chips Ahoy it.
1: cookies with the Sour Patch oh, Kids? I you remember that's that. Right. You remember mm-hmm. that? You remember how gross that was?
0: You right, you are right. You'd
1: be chewing on that thing. The cookie would dissolve, and the Sour Patch gross niblets would just stay in your mouth and oh,
0: sticking your teeth ugh. together. Yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> so I guess the ice cream is. Really going to have that same effect, I would think.
1: I would think not, and uh, given that they're using lemon sorbet to Mm -hmm. give the sour thing, I think I'd be super down for this. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just don't Mm
0: -hmm. understand what the deal is with watermelon. That's all.
1: Yep, Uh, Lucky Charms is trying to change up the game for the first time in you know ever for them, I guess. Uh, And their their big game changer is making their clovers turn the milk green. That's I mean that's what we all want: green milk.
0: I mean, I just don't understand why it's not been a thing from the get. Why is it 2021 and you're just now like, hey.
1: Well, here's the problem with uh, cereals that are trying to turn the milk a specific color other than like brown for chocolate. Mm -hmm. Is that it never quite reaches the level of color that it's advertised. Like on the box, it's showing you a like a dark forest green milk. And what you're really going to come up with is like a pale puke milk color. <laughs> and like, this is not what I want. Yeah. It's going to look like snot. It's going to have the color of congestion snot. And it's just going to be bad.
0: Yeah, that's fair. But I will say Lucky Charms has always had like, it kind of makes the milk tie-dye, which I think is kind of cool.
1: Lucky Charms, is that for you? Yeah. I don't think I've ever noticed that in Lucky Charms. I've noticed that with, like, Fruity Pebbles. But that's more just the Fruity Pebbles themselves dissolving. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Ruffles Double Crunch Spicy Cheddar Jack okay. chips. Okay, okay, I'm not a big spicy chip fan, but I'd go in for this one.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. McDonald's's Shamrock Shake is returning, uh, if not already very, very soon. This week should be the day. Uh, They're also coming out with an Oreo Shamrock McFlurry, which I'm not sure if they've ever done before. I don't think so. But it sounds amazing.
0: I'll have one. That's (laughs) typically what I do. I have one, and I try to do it like as a... As my big meal,
1: <laughs> like a skip, yeah. skip lunch and just eat this
0: because it's got so many, so many dang calories. calories. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. good. Uh, Little Debbie is coming out with a cosmic brownies cereal. We <laughs> saw that they had they came out with that oatmeal cream pie cereal.
0: I haven't tried it still.
1: Oh uh, well, me neither. But they also came out with a cosmic brownies one. I don't know. I, I I feel like it's just going to come out as just a generic, another chocolate puff cereal.
0: Oh, but Cosmic Brownies are my jam.
1: I understand. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just saying these aren't going to live up to it in oh. my mind, I don't think. It's uh, all in your head. <laughs> mother's animal cookies, you know, those little pink and white cookies with okay. the sprinkles. That's what little are mothers. Mothers, mothers, yes. Okay. Uh, they're coming out with a new version called Sparkling Mythical Creatures, which include a sea serpent, a unicorn, a mermaid, and a dragon. And instead of white and pink, they're white and kind of like a, a pale purple. And instead of the little sprinkly, uh, multicolored ball sprinkles, they've got those little crystallized purple...
0: Like sugar you know, crystal? Yeah,
1: sugar crystal.
0: Hey. sparklies, That's kind of Sparkle cool. sprinkles.
1: Uh, Taco Bell. This is, this I found interesting. Taco Bell's releasing a hot and mild version of all-purpose seasoning that tastes like their sauces. That's interesting to me.
0: I have to tell you something.
1: Hmm.
0: I've been eating Taco Bell.
1: Oh my gosh. I know. And enjoying it? Yeah. What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> Did COVID rearrange your taste buds? Maybe. <laughs> Just one more way that 2020
0: That's can kick a symptom kick they don't rocks. tell you
1: about. <clears throat>
0: taste buds change.
1: <laughs> what have you been eating? Restaurants in
0: which you think you hate, you actually are going to enjoy.
1: You've been on a, a vehement, vehement tirade against Taco Bell for years.
0: Here's the thing, okay? For people who are new to us,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: new to the back row, (laughs) um, my husband's favorite fast food restaurant since he was a child has been Taco Bell.
1: When we say favorite, we don't mean like, you know, he'll go there, you know, every now and then for more than other places. It's like, Any opportunity he gets.
0: Do you remember when it was our Sunday lunch? Every Sunday.
1: Every Sunday, yeah. Every
0: Sunday.
1: (laughs) That was their big special Sunday lunch.
0: (laughs) It wasn't even discussed. It was just known. And I think that's probably when my hate for it started to really grow. And there's only so many things on the menu that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm eating it on a weekly basis, Mm -hmm. without even like... Being asked, hey, Taco Bell this week? Yeah. We still doing the thing? hmm You know, without even being considered. That's where my <laughs> hate for it began.
1: It became an impediment between you and your spouse.
0: Yeah. Until finally, <laughs> I think it was maybe, maybe three weeks, maybe a month of ordering food. Getting our Sunday lunch and me not ordering anything until Chris was finally like, Hey, what's up? Why aren't mm. you why aren't you getting food? I hate Taco Bell <laughs> He's like, What? Where did this come from? I don't understand.
1: <laughs> not always observant. Yeah. Chris is a good husband, but not always so observant. Yeah. But you know what I'm not either, so yeah. Maybe it's a husband flaw. Mm-hmm. If
0: we're just going to take that sound bite and just replay it.
1: So, what? But you've been eating it now. What have you been eating?
0: So, I've gone back. I, the, what is it? The chicken, bacon.
1: Oh, that chicken, bacon club, man. Mm.
0: Okay. And here's another thing for club anybody Chalupa. who's new I'm not a chicken person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal.
0: I know. Taco Bell and chicken? I don't know. I don't know, Matt. (laughs) I don't know. I've really been trying not to ask too many questions.
1: (laughs) Just enjoy it. Yeah. Just enjoy it while it lasts.
0: Just been trying not to analyze the situation Is that the only thing you've been eating? No. um, Chalupas in whole. I love chalupas. All chalupas. That, That is where, like, that's what I always got. Or this steak quesadilla. Mm. But sometimes, that's the thing. Yeah. The steak quesadilla can be hit or miss sometimes. The quesadillas
1: are all hit or miss for me.
0: I don't get the sauce in it. The do Yeah, I yeah. hate
1: that, too. I don't understand.
0: It's disgusting.
1: I don't understand.
0: Um, so that's typically what I'll get. And then just a soft taco. Okay. I'm not a crunchy taco fan because by the time you get it, it's a soft taco. Yeah, anyway. not if
1: you're ordering it, for sure. The only way you get crunchy tacos from Taco Bell is if you're eating it right there. Yeah. Right then and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and chips and cheese. <clears throat> chips and cheese mhm chips and cheese not the nachos not the Just nachos. The chips and, Just the and cheese, cheese. Mm-hmm. if yep. they remember the cheese it's true <laughs> all right let's see what else we got here we went on a wild tangent sorry there. uh hostess new okay man this is making me sad to be on keto cuz this oh. is hostess new baby bunts little bunt cakes in the flavor mm-hmm. of cinnamon swirl and lemon drizzle which is my favorite mm mm-hmm.
0: mhm I'm all oh. about it. I'm all about it. <sighs> Sorry, friend.
1: Yeah. This too shall pass. It sucks. Uh ego is coming out with stuffed bites. Do you remember um a few a few oh maybe over a decade ago now, Echo had things called waffles F U L L S Uh. Uh-uh. They were normal shaped waffles, but they had like a layer of filling on the inside. They had a strawberry one and then I think they did a, a cinnamon one or something else too. No. But the strawberry one was amazingly good. You don't put you don't need to put any syrup on you can, but you don't need to put any syrup on them or anything. It was like a kind of like a waffle pop-tart almost, but without like icing or anything. Really delicious, and they stopped making them. Huh. These Eggo stuffed bites are similar, but what they are is they're actually like waffle balls.
0: Like a donut hole, sort of? Kind
1: of, except that they look a little bit bigger, full with that same kind of strawberry preserved uh, filling.
0: I, yeah. They're, I
1: mean, they're good. If they're, if they're anything as good as uh, the waffles were, then these are going to be great. Hmm. Okay, I tried these as one of the last things I tried before going on keto. Club Crisps, so you have like the
0: the Club Crackers.
1: Yeah, well, they're yeah the that Club brand. Crackers uh-huh. as like the little air air fried crispy chip type things, and they're dang good. Like right. I'm surprised. I got I bought them. I'm like okay, like an air puffed. Butter cracker type thing. It's going to be all right. I'll eat you know a handful of them, but you're not going to want to sit there and eat a whole bag of that. And know I'd want to for yeah. sure. So good. They come out with a sea salt version, which is what I tried, and also a ranch version. They are they're a weird thing because they feel like a chip, like they they give you the sense of a chip, but they are clearly a cracker as well with the clack buttery flavor. I can't describe. I've never had anything like it. Interesting. They're very good.
0: Club crackers are my They're favorite. Very so. good.
1: They're not like the Ritz chips, because that's another yeah. cracker chip kind of thing. They're not like those at all. Okay. Uh, very different. Okay. But very good.
0: Interesting. So, yeah.
1: Give okay. those a try. Ghost energy drink. Bringing it back to uh, Sour Patch Kids. They've come out with a Sour Patch Kids red berry flavor and, of course, a blue raspberry flavor energy drink.
0: Is Ghost a brand?
1: Ghost is a brand. Okay. Uh, I don't think we have them in our neck of the woods, Okay, but it's a rising brand. Hmm. And then lastly, we have Pepperidge Farm Flavor Blasted Cheddar and Sour Cream Goldfish, which gold the Flavor Blasted are the ones that have like extra powder, flavor yeah, powder gross. on top of them. I don't them. like them. I only like the pizza version. Oh, I've never
0: had. Actually, I didn't realize that there was anything other than cheddar. The
1: normal cheddar? No, they've they've got a few Hmm. flavors in that. I think they have a a spicy queso one as well that I've tried that was pretty okay. But their pizza one, muy bueno. Hmm. Good to know. (laughs) All right. So uh, let's move on to our main topic for today. We'll touch on it here uh, briefly. Let me get this link opened up for us. <clears throat> but our main topic today, we're talking about the the TV trope of the bumbling father figure. Uh, it was George H.W. Bush who declared that he wanted to build up families in this country to be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. Why? Well, because the Simpsons was one of the early adopters of the bumbling oaf of a father, one who was too busy trying to grow up himself that he was hardly a role model for his own children. And that trope took off uh, i don 't think The Simpsons was the first to use this, but it was definitely the most prominent, the most popular version early in the uh, well the beginning of the nineties uh, I believe the first season of The simpsons was in eighty nine that first little half season that they had uh, I mean what shows do you remember from the nineties that featured t v fathers
0: oh gosh. Uh, family matters,
1: family matters, which I think was one of the better ones when it comes to how they portrayed the dad, the mm-hmm. dad, you know, he did, he did have, a what is his name? Reginald Val Johnson. Is that his full name or whatever? I, I
0: don't know. Uh,
1: but he had, uh, he had multiple episodes where he was kind of a bumbling dad who made mistakes or was, you know, just falling uh, not sorry, being foiled by uh, Steve Urkel just messing everything up. I think yeah. that was the ongoing joke. But he himself wasn't presented as stupid.
0: No, I, I feel all. like he himself was presented as a like an all American. I don't want to say hero, but I mean he was a police officer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And I don't know.
1: And he was clearly he was clearly like seen as a good father. Yeah,
0: just yeah. an all American dad
1: mm-hmm.
0: who made mistakes, who messed up, but. He was he was a good dad. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Growing Pains.
1: Growing Pains, yeah, that um, one was that was that was all right. I think mm-hmm. this is when like the shift was started happening because then we had like Home Improvement, where Tim Taylor, while a loving father, constantly screwing up, constantly blowing things up, constantly needing to learn a lesson himself, usually from his neighbor in order to kind of put that into play in his own family life and with his marriage. So you had Tim Taylor, who's making all these mistakes and and uh, being just the foil of the whole house. And then you had his wife, who was always very serious and always the, the no-nonsense, why are you doing this, what is wrong with you kind of character, trying to live a very serious life, trying to move up in the world, go into the... The uh, job market herself, you know, do all these things. She was growing as an adult while he was still learning things that he should have learned when he was a child, kind of stuff. That's yeah. the, that was the whole premise of the show, pretty much all nine seasons, I think.
0: Yeah. You
1: yeah. know. Mm-hmm. While I I love Home Improvement, I love it a lot. And the 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 difference there between The Simpsons and Home Improvement is again, he was a very loving father, and that was clear. While Homer. <laughs> Has had episodes where (laughs) he's been presented as a loving father, but... Overall. Overall, his children don't respect him. Right. Uh, The quote we have here in the Bumbling Dad TV Tropes page is is where uh, Lisa is talking to uh, substitute teacher Mr. Bergstrom. Says, Lisa, your homework is always so neat. How can I put this? Does your father help you with it? No. Homework's not my father's specialty. Well, there's no shame in it. I mean, my death, not mine. You didn't let me finish, unless the next word was "burped." You didn't have to. <laughs> so, I mean, that that shows you how much uh, respect she has for her father. And you know, the same goes for Bart, and maybe worse with Bart. Yeah. Um, we, we're, we're live streaming on Twitch. We have uh, Rogar chiming in. Boy Meets World is still one of my favorites, but I don't think Alan really fits the category. And that's true. Yeah, I true. was
0: thinking the same thing. Boy
1: Meets World was completely different, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. I honestly have more memories of... Um, and I guess that it's because the two oldest were boys, you know, Eric and Corey mm-hmm. in Boy Meets World. And so I have more that memories. That sister
1: disappeared for...
0: Morgan. <laughs>
1: For several seasons, I feel like.
0: yeah, she kind of <laughs> did. Um, but I have more memories of Alan, uh, you know, having talks and man to man conversations with Eric and Corey mm-hmm. than I do. I can't see. I don't even remember the mom's name. Remembered all three of the kids. Remembered the dad. Don't even remember the mom. She she wasn't there. Yeah, hmm. interesting.
1: <laughs> um, and like another one I remember was Smart Guy. Smart Guy is the dad. I don't remember the name of the dad. Uh, but uh, Tj 's dad was also a very loving, smart uh, wise father, funny as well never really seemed as the butt of the joke. But as time went on in the '90s we started to see that shift we're going to talk a little bit more about that after we take a quick break uh, and we we ask the question are all dads Homer Simpson
0: But first, five bonus random facts stick around mo from the back row morning show and i've got five random facts for you in earlier episodes of the fresh prince of bel-air will smith would learn the entire script which is why sometimes he can be seen mouthing other actors lines the unicorn is the national animal of scotland it was apparently chosen because of its connection with dominance and chivalry as well as purity and innocence in celtic mythology Venus is the only planet to spin clockwise. It travels around the sun once every 225 Earth days, but it rotates clockwise once every 243 days. In the famous poppy field scene in Wizard of Oz, the snow coming down is calming to Dorothy and her posse, but they should probably have been far less relaxed as they were actually being rained with asbestos-based snowflakes. Uh, which was actually a popular Christmas decor for families in the U.S. and Europe during that time. And lastly, the wonderfully named Soda Popinski from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! originally boxed under the guise Vodka Drunkinski in the arcade game Super Punch-Out! For more fun facts and hilarious nonsense, tune in to the Back Row Morning Show, Monday through Thursday at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central, here on LTN Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt.
0: And I'm Mo. And today, we're talking about the still-thriving TV trope of the dumb dad.
1: But first... Before we get back to the topic of the day, we've got a taste test.
0: Wait, hold up.
1: Bet you forgot, didn't you?
0: Each (laughs) Junk Food Tuesday, we taste test something new or odd or both. And today, Matt got to pick. And while I was excited, now I am fearful of my demise.
1: Now, in case case (laughs) that uh, you aren't watching with us along on Twitch, we encourage you to because that's why we chose the Tuesday show to be the one that we live stream when we record either Friday nights or Saturday mornings. Uh, But uh, we will put this video up with some highlights from the Twitch stream and our full taste test on our YouTube channel later in the week uh, because it's always better on video with a taste test. Uh, We are going to... Let's see. We are going to... Do something that uh, we also we already talked about. We're going to taste something that we've already talked about today.
0: Okay. Uh, so what what are you killing me with today? <laughs> what what is going to be on my tombstone okay. as my death?
1: This could be really Cause good. Of death. But I've also gotten negative, re- read negative reviews about it. Okay. So I don't know which way it's going to go.
0: Great. <laughs> What is it?
1: Oatmeal cream oh, pie cereal. Hey. Little Debbie's oatmeal cream pie. Uh, we're not going full bore here because I don't have milk in bowls. We're just going to be eating this dry. But does it does it taste like an oatmeal, like an oatmeal cream, cream pie? pie? So you can see on it, you know, it's got little little specks.
0: Listen, I wish you would have brought milk.
1: I know, but you're also lactose intolerant.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you could have just got almond milk.
1: Ugh. Okay, again, another keto sidetrack. You know, on keto, you can't have normal milk. Even skim milk has too many carbs in it. And so you have to drink, like, unsweet almond milk. Uh, but I recently, I recently found unsweet cashew milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's supposed to be creamier and whatever. And, and in cereal, it was fine. Like, I, I found some keto cereal at Walmart the other day. These do not look the same color at all um (laughs) but i drank some of it by itself and it is it's awful i've had unsweet almond milk by itself and it's fine it it doesn't really taste like much
0: it has a more watery taste right
1: but unsweet cashew milk is
0: really that's a bummer
1: so what does he smell like do they smell good
0: they smell like cereal (laughs) that like that honestly they kind of standard have, cereal yeah smell. <laughs> kinda has that cardboard mm, like a sugary cardboard smell
1: pour some out for our little debbies yeah for our big debras
0: big debra big debra
1: okay okay let's give it a shot What's
0: just right a, a tiny yeah. little
1: little
0: i feel like they could it's
1: have a closed hole like why? why like even a mini have a,
0: donut, sort of.
1: Yeah. Why even have, see, see, you can see on the package, <laughs> it looks like, actually, I don't think I'd want them to look like that. <laughs> they kind of look like Ooh, they're puckering. You're right. Ew. Uh, which you can use your imagination. Here, Ew. they just like almost closed Cheerios.
0: <laughs> okay. But this looks nothing like an oatmeal cream pie. Not at all. I don't understand.
1: But it, is, it does have like a frosting coating on it, so I guess that's where the cream flavor is supposed to come from. But, again, looks very different than on the package. It's, it's very white uh, tinted as opposed to just the brown tint that looks similar to these pies up on this box.
0: I don't understand this. Give it a shot. Here we go. That's not an oatmeal cream pie. That's not an oatmeal cream pie at all.
1: I don't know what I'm tasting. I know first of all the uh it like disappears
0: it's a very like quick flavor
1: it's a well it's a quick flavor it's also just a quick bite like you bite oh. into it and it, it dissolves almost That's immediately, true. yeah
0: I don't understand. I'm about to put three in my mouth to see if I get like. A punch of flavor really quick.
1: Okay, Hold on. I'm starting to get some sort of spice
0: flavor. Yeah. The second second one that I ate, I had like a, almost like a spice cake flavor. Sort of like a spice cake. Kind of.
1: But also just the material that it's made out of, whatever it is, corn or whatever, its flavor is coming through too much. Like the natural flavor of whatever this ingredient is.
0: Don't waste your money, y'all. If you are an oatmeal cream pie lover, and you have wondered and wanted to buy it, Mm -mm. it doesn't taste anything like an oatmeal cream pie.
1: It's not good.
0: It's sweet.
1: It's too sweet for whatever it's trying to do. Okay, I will say that it is balancing the sweet with the the spice flavor that you would kind of get with the oatmeal cream pie, but... And oatmeal cream pie it does not taste like.
0: No, it doesn't taste at all. It honestly it tastes like a spice cake to me.
1: A little bit. It's got a little bit of a spice cake flavor. Like is there not even oatmeal in this? It says I creamy really... oatmeal puffs.
0: See, I don't understand. So that's what it's made out of, oatmeal. Y'all miss the mark. I am sorry Kellogg's, but this is not
1: And the spice flavoring that's still on my tongue is not pleasant. Yeah. It's not pleasant at all.
0: Mm-mm. Not a fan.
1: Okay. Well, let's play a quick game. Oh, okay. They have a game on the back of this box, so let's let's do something fun with it. Hmm. Which came first? So the answer's on the bottom, so I don't know either. Uh, which came first, the cassette tape or the oatmeal cream pie? Uh,
0: From Little Debbie. Uh, oatmeal cream pie.
1: Uh, which came first, the camera phone or the cosmic brownie? That's a hard one.
0: I, no. I feel like those I, I'm saying about the Cosmic same Brownie.
1: Wow. Uh, ATM or Nutty Buddy Wafer Bars? Ooh.
0: <laughs> but see, <laughs> Nutty Buddies. I, I feel like these things have been around for...
1: But how long have ATMs been around? Do you remember a time in your life before ATMs existed? Because I don't.
0: No, but see, this is what I'm trying to think. I'm trying to consider my parents or my grandparents, Mm. and I feel like I know Nutty Buddies have been around for my parents' childhood.
1: (laughs) Uh, Last one, email or Swiss cake rolls?
0: Oh, Swiss cake rolls.
1: I feel like, yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, The oatmeal cream pie came two years before the cassette tape. Okay. Nutty Buddy Wafer Bars came seven years before the ATM. Swiss rolls came 11 years before email, and the cosmic brownies just one year before camera phones.
0: I was right I was on was all of them. Yeah,
1: so all of them was that. And a uh, bonus fact, the very first oatmeal cream pies sold for five cents a piece. Listen. There's the redemption. That's the only good thing about this cereal is the cool stuff on the box.
0: I know my little Debbie facts. <laughs> I feel like that's what my childhood was based around. You
1: get the big Deborah trophy.
0: Uh, you know, well earned and well deserved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last last segment we started talking about the bumbling dad TV trope uh, that is still relatively popular today. But we said that, and and in between takes here, Mo said she's she's starting to think maybe this trope is kind of bunk that it mm-hmm. it's not really as widespread and. And she may be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's let's talk about it a little bit more.
0: I love hearing those words.
1: <laughs> so it's born out of a TV trope called the sitcom dysfunctional family. It's a deliberate subversion of the standard '50s TV father. Uh, now it's so common the the older trope is nearly forgotten. Uh, although clever at times, he's the TV dad's not usually allowed to be smart. He has no idea. That shortcuts make long delays. He's lazy, gluttonous, has miscellaneous other glaring vices. His children may love him, but they often don't respect him. However, he's still a sympathetic character. The source of his charm is his complete love and loyalty to his family, even if the main way he shows it is by fixing problems he caused himself. Okay. Okay. His family is made up of at least one child nearing in their teenage years and a wife, usually much prettier than dad, who spends her time parenting the husband. If he has one or more teenage daughters, at least one will be a bratty teenage daughter or a daddy's girl, whether they are. These are all tropes, by the way. Whether they are or not, the dad will be an overprotective dad in regard to the girls, and quite often amazingly embarrassing to the girls and the boys alike. Naturally filled with unfortunate implications, and other—sorry—and and often used as an enabler of several double standards. Sometimes, on rare occasion, uh, rare occasions that a mom does something dumb, she's cut more slack than she otherwise would be, since the bumbling dad is there to make her look better by comparison. The frustrating and stagnant gender roles enforced by this trope are often pointed to as an example of sexism against men. On the other hand, this trope doesn't let female characters off so good either. For example, if everyone's used uh, to tolerating dad's incompetence, they might still hold mom to the standards of a competent adult. (laughs) In fact, she may may end up being held responsible for parenting the husband and fixing his screw-ups. After all, somebody's got to be the grown-up in the family, and you can't hold dad accountable for not acting like one... If he's just an idiot, this trope is still mostly seen in sitcoms and cartoons, along with many commercials, especially ones aimed at kids. Uh, In anime, this type of character is taken more respectfully, since it usually consists of a goofier dad, more involved with his family than the stereotypical uh, TV dad. This is even more common when his children have no visible mother. This is an example of how a subverted trope can end up becoming the norm. Back in the day, fathers were assumed to be wise and in charge, and the Bumbling Dad was something fresh and unusual, which was arguably what made it so funny in the first place. Uh, today, sitcoms have made Bumbling Dad an undead horse trope, uh, a, and consistently competent fathers are a comparative rarity. Whew. that is the entire TVTropes.org definition of what a Bumbling Dad trope is um uh, so we have examples let's, let's let's give some examples i remember it being very common in uh tv commercials growing up mm-hmm. like the dad was an idiot right in fact uh my favorite comedian brian regan even made a joke about this where he said uh you know he remembers commercials where the mom would come on screen and goes my husband is so stupid if he lied if he was laying face down in the carpet, he wouldn't have the sense to turn his head to breathe. And you'd see the dad in the background just tangled up in the blinds with his arm. You know, that's the kind of thing that he remembers seeing. That's what I remember. Uh, popular in many, many television commercials. Men can't keep house. That's that's kind of the trope that it goes off of. One such commercial that stoked up a significant amount of iron in the United Kingdom. Involved the stroke was an ad uh, for the oven cleaner Oven Pride, which somehow managed to create a triple standard by implying that not only are dads too stupid to figure out how to use a bottle of chemicals, but that moms should stay in the kitchen because they're the only ones smart enough to use the product. The and that's like a
0: <laughs> that's a double whammy right there. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Not only are you hating on dads, but like, hey, women, you need to stay in the kitchen. What? But- <laughs> That, I I don't know how that um, played out for that product there.
1: <laughs> uh, Ego waffle commercials have dumped their live-action gimmicks, in, or, well, at the time, for crudely drawn cartoon shorts featuring a bumbling dad trying to steal his daughter's waffles. Commercial for Verizon Internet showed a bumbling dad whose wife had to boss him around for the good of the family to stop him from neglecting his chores in favor of playing with the new computer under the guise of helping his daughter with her homework. The way it was played out came across as so unfunny and pointlessly insulting. It was actually removed from the air after complaints. Uh,
0: Why would anybody want to get married is my question. (laughs) I mean, truly growing up with this as your idea of what a dad is and what marriage is, you know, a dad is an idiot. You get married and you have kids and you lose all your brain cells. You're you're dumb. And then a mom is just a nagging Overlord. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate your word choice. There's
1: a lot of anime references. I don't really, I'm not super into anime, and so I'm afraid of like giving away spoilers and stuff. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, But here's one that I recognize, at least, is an anime named Bleach. Uh, I cannot pronounce the name. Ishin Kurosaki. Ichigo's widower father uh, is presented as a complete incompetent boob when it comes to Yuzu and Karen. So, all our anime fans out there, if that means something to you, it does. Uh, <laughs> let's see. The father in the movie Coraline uh, is uh, one of the. Okay, this is listing like this trope being used somewhere. Uh, Professor Bomba and Epic is. Uh, Already unused to interacting with humans, let alone his own daughter, uh, Disney princesses. Here we go. Uh, there is a pretty huge trend in infantile, impotent fathers that are the Disney uh, girl, that Disney girls had to put up with during the company's Renaissance era. While they're always well-meaning and wanted the best for their daughters, they tended to get easily fooled. Were intelligent but eccentric. Were too caught up in the traditional values, etc. Interesting enough, the main reason or the main aversion to this, is Fa Zhu, wise, poetic, kind-hearted, retired uh, father of Mulan, uh, who wasn't even really a princess. Uh, So he was the only kind of not-bumbling princess dad in the Renaissance era of the Disney princess movies, Mulan's father. He was seen as more respected, even, because he was going to go fight, despite being... Old and injured and all that.
0: That depends on who you are watching the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I personally was like, seriously? You're going to die. And you're going to leave your family. All because you're too prideful?
1: All right. So Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Wayne Zielinski, highly intelligent, but also a very bumbling dad who basically let his kids get shrunk and then his baby get blown up and then got himself shrunk in the third movie. Just, you know, that's a, a good one. Uh, but you know, can't hate on, can't hate on, uh, Oh gosh, I forgot his name already. What's the guy's name? Yep. You know what I mean though? Hmm. He's a good guy. Yeah. He left acting to raise his kids after his wife passed mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Real nice dude. Uh-huh. Then he got punched in the face this year. By a random stranger in New York just walking down the street.
0: Why? Why for on random Earth? reason.
1: <laughs> no reason whatsoever. He got was caught on camera too. Got caught on camera. He was just walking down the street. And he saw this guy run up and just pow. Pump him right in the face. And uh Wow. And um uh, Ryan Reynolds took the blame for it because he brought him back for a Mint Mobile commercial and brought him back to 2020. He said, I should have known better than to subject him to 2020. Yeah. Help us out, Twitch. What's the guy's name? I can't remember it for the life of me. Tanya Shrunk the Kids, uh, the the, uh, Lord Helmet in Spaceballs. Can't remember.
0: Wasn't he in Ghostbusters? No. Was he in
1: Ghost? No, he wasn't one of the Ghostbusters. He wasn't one of the Ghostbusters. Oh, well, he was in Ghostbusters. He was in the uh, second, or the first one. I don't remember. I think it was the second one.
0: He was in Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah, whatever. I don't remember.
0: <laughs>
1: um, Let's okay. see here. Let's move on. Uh, Maleficent. Subverted in Maleficent, where three female pixies are bumbling moms, and the only male involved in, in raising the child is sworn Is shown to be quite good at it. Rick Moranis. Thank you. Thank you, Twitch. Rick Moranis. Gosh. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I knew it. Jeez. Just couldn't. Jeez. Yeah. -hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, Okay. We'll go to Christian movie here. Christian movie, Mom's Night Out. Uh, All the fathers, bumbling dads, just big, bumbling fathers. The only one that's not a bumbling idiot uh, by the end is the one who's not actually a dad. It's just the friend. It was the one who was seen at the beginning as the irresponsible friend that shouldn't be along for the ride, and he's the one that gets the kid to settle de- kids to settle down and is reading him a story and all that kind of stuff. At the end,
0: okay, but for real, like that—that's real life.
1: <laughs> you are just reinforcing a stereotype here. Now,
0: well, I mean. It's always the friend that doesn't have kids that has the patience to handle kids in the worst situations. <laughs> always.
1: Uh, all right. Here's an ultimate one, Clark Griswold. Clark from Griswold. The, Clark Griswold from the vacation movies.
0: Mm. I don't know. Bumbling
1: father. That is the definition of a bumbling father.
0: Do you remember my husband's argument on Christmas vacation? I don't. Really?
1: I have a lot. I interact with a lot of people. About a lot of things I don't recall.
0: No, I mean when we did our show, our Christmas show and we ruined three Christmas movies. Oh
1: right, 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 right. I still don't remember what you're talking about. Oh, forget it. What are you talking about? (laughs) You can't bring it up and not bring it back. I need to be reminded.
0: Clark was constantly working towards making his family happy. And trying to Sure,
1: he was, but that didn't mean he wasn't incompetent at it. Clearly. It just means He killed a dog. In that first vacation movie, because he forgot to untie him from the back end of the car. And he ate a, a sandwich that the dog had peed on. He ate a surprisingly large amount of the sandwich before realizing that it had pee all over it. You remember? You remember that?
0: No, I, I In the actually... First movie? No, I don't remember that. <laughs> I think I've only actually watched Christmas Vacation.
1: I mean, it's obviously the best one, yeah. But there's that one. There's uh, the first vacation movie. There's European Vacation, which went full European, had nudity and everything in it. Uh, there was Vegas Vacation.
0: Vegas Vacation which is the I enjoyed. One that I've seen.
1: I enjoyed that one as well, but it was not one of the best. Uh, and then there was a reboot, not reboot really, uh, a continuation, but with Rusty in the father figure role, mm-hmm. the son. Uh which I believe was played by uh, uh Andy from the office. I don't even remember his name now. Nope. We're really we're really bad in the morning, guys. We can't yeah. remember anything. <laughs> Welcome to the morning show.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is what happens.
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh live action TV. We've got um Earl Sinclair from Dinosaurs. Do you remember that?
0: Oh, yes. Remember
1: that show? Yes. Yeah.
0: Not the mama.
1: Not the mama. Not
0: the mama. Not the mama.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Doctor Who is actually considered to be a uh, a bumbling father figure. He is a, a, uh, a, I mean, he's a grandfather, so clearly he's a father. He does have a granddaughter uh, earlier in the show, and so he's implied to be a... Uh, A bumbling father figure because he's bumbling and uh, often causes many of the problems that (laughs) they have to get out of. Not always, but occasionally. Uh, Our friend Brian on Twitch here is telling us that uh, Disney Plus now has dinosaurs on If you want to catch that.
0: You know what? This is why. Twitch is handy. Not only that, this is why I like Brian.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah. Who doesn't like Brian? Uh, Always
0: helping
1: us out. (laughs) And Rogar is telling us not to forget about Christmas Vacation 2. I totally forgot that was a thing. Did you watch Christmas Vacation 2 that starred Cousin Eddie? Mm Mm-mm. Don't.
0: Can I can I just (laughs) take a Christmas or a a vacation sidetrack for just a minute? You can. This my biggest complaint with those movies is that they didn't keep the family. It's not the same kids.
1: Oh, every single vacation movie recasts the kids.
0: It yeah, I, it drives me crazy. Yeah, because it's the I, same
1: same parents but recast kids. Every I time. have
0: a hard time then. Like, is this the same family? Are and we... I'm
1: pretty sure they've rotated as to which one was older in different films. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, the son was older <laughs> or the girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's one of those things. I think we just recently watched Vegas Vacation again within the last year rewatched it and I asked Chris I was like okay I realize that it's the Griswolds and I realize that it's the same parents (laughs) but is this like supposed to be the same family and he's like yeah like and he looks at me like I'm the dumb one (laughs) yeah why (laughs) because it's different kids (laughs) oh well they do that sometimes but why (laughs) I don't understand I don't get it. Okay. Keep going. Uh, Frank, I'm fumbling. Frank
1: goods. Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond, a blustering oh, yeah. uber bore with no concept of sensitivity or restraint who embodies this trope. Uh, let's see. Father Knows Best, the titular father complains about this trope in the show within a show uh, called Father Does It Again, exclaiming such a stumble-bum husband could only exist on television. Uh, let's see. Uncle Phil is not one of those. Uncle Phil was a great father figure character. He had his moments of bumblingness, but very rare. Right. Very, very rare. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones, Mace Tyrell is entirely played for laughs as a bumbling, psychophantic mama's boy. Uh, You
0: cannot put Game of Thrones in this list. (laughs) That that doesn't make any sense. Every single person on that show... (laughs) Has moments of being bumbling. <laughs> that that was a reach. <laughs> I'm really disappointed.
1: This is a a a business that does nothing but analyze TV shows they, for tropes.
0: No, listen. Come okay, on. hold up. You want Okay, we started with commercials. Yeah. Then we went to movies. Yeah. And now finally, hold on, what else did we touch on? We, they had a whole section of Disney dads. Mm-hmm. And now finally we're touching on TV dads. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of touching on TV dads because Doctor Who is a grandfather. Uh, Frank Barone, also a grandfather. But
1: a father also but, in the but, movie, I but, mean in the show. No,
0: but it clearly. doesn't focus on their role as a, as a dad.
1: Nobody says the TV trope had to be a dad of young children.
0: Okay, but what about Ray? (laughs) Why didn't they touch on Raymond? No, because
1: he's well, he's also a bumbling idiot in the show. (laughs) But he's not (laughs) as bumbling as Frank Barone.
0: And then they're going to put Game of Thrones in there. No.
1: I'm sorry. Guys,
0: (laughs) this is just, this is garbage.
1: (laughs) Tim Taylor in Home Improvement. Now we finally reached him. Unlike most bumbling dads, however, he's actually very competent at his job, at least he would be if it weren't for his almost mental illness level compulsion to improve things that don't need improving.
0: When did setting fires and breaking things in every single episode, become competent at your job.
1: Be- the, no, I am so he sh- you're not Matt- no, hold on, no, Neil, you're jumping, you're jumping, you're jumping a bar here. He is very good at his job when he's not doing that overkill, improve more power thing. When he handles his job like he's supposed to, he's very good at it. Uh, let's see here. But he is more close to the standard trope, uh, usually not always understanding how he should act in very circumstances. So the problem is, is he knows what he's doing for the real job. He knows how things are supposed to be fixed. He goes too far, goes, but as I'm fixing that, I'm going to give it more power and then it destroys whatever's happening. Mm
0: -hmm. You understand? Mm
1: -hmm. You understand? That's why he's, he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He knows what needs to be done. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But like our dear friend pointed out, when is he not? Doing the overkill. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hal
1: from Malcolm in the Middle.
0: Uh, oh, pre,
1: pre, pre. Breaking Bad. Uh, Walter White. There. Yeah. Uh, Al Bundy from Married with Chind- Children. 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 A uh, more caustic version of this, uh, in this case, Al Bundy is more along the lines of a reasonably competent man who's been surrounded by insane circumstances for so long that it's hard for him to care anymore, and he mm-hmm. doesn't apply himself. He hates his life, his wife, his kids, his job, his neighbors, his boss, and everything else he has to deal with. And when he proves he knows what he's doing, nobody cares, so why even bother? Phil Dunphy, one of the more recent uh, versions of this TV trope, uh, mainly a result of his attempts to seem cool. Who is this? Phil Dunphy from Modern Family.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Bumbling Idiot Dead.
0: Never watched it.
1: You've never watched? Never? Never. Mm -mm. There's like 10 seasons? You've never seen one episode of Modern Family? I have not. It's pretty good. Uh, Let's see. Felix Unger uh, from from, uh, pretty much all versions of The Odd Couple averts this uh, by being an incredibly good cook and housekeeper, but he is clearly a. just a mental case. But his uh, opposite is Oscar, who is uh, the, I don't care, whatever, make things dirty, make things whatever, blah, blah, blah. It's like they both have half of that trope in them. Mm -hmm. Oscar doesn't care, but he has reasons why. Felix does care, but he's also kind of a bumbling idiot because he can't control his own impulses. Uh, We got... Like you said, Dan Connor on Roseanne, uh, largely averted, they have here. Yeah. Um, if
0: anything, I feel like Roseanne is the one who, mm-hmm. and Dan yeah. is typically <laughs> saving the day. Yeah. Or Aunt Jackie.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We've got a couple more here. Oh, you know what? I never thought about it before, but it's also very prevalent in newspaper comics.
0: Oh, here we go. One more. Baby
1: Blues, Blondie, Foxtrot all of them have very kind of dumb dads,
0: but the article is about TV dads.
1: I know, but it is, it's, it's a trope that's found everywhere. Uh, we've got video games as well. Yeah. Wally warbles from cuphead boggy from banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Okay. So the rest are like web web things. Um, and there are a lot that we didn't touch on as well because there are shows I don't really know all that much about. So I will, I will admit that yeah, it's not maybe as common as I thought it was.
0: Here's the thing, but
1: I the ones think that there of... are common on are big shows. Mm, no, Home Improvement I... was nine years.
0: Sure, okay. in prime time. Okay, let me make my point. Sorry, <laughs> I can think of. For every one show that has a bumbling dad that fits into this whatever stereotype, I can think of five more where they don't. I mean, we named them earlier. Okay, so you have Home Improvement, but then you also have Boy Meets World, Family Matters. You have Roseanne. You have Growing Pains. I need one more you have you even have step by step:
1: not you talk about you even have step by step. Step by step was a, a good show.
0: No, it was a good show, but what I'm saying is there are times where he may have been in that category, but it was very few and far between. Mm,
1: okay.
0: He was much more of a respected dad, a loving dad, a, mm, an involved mm, dad mm. than he was a bumbling idiot for every one movie. Even though this is, that that's my biggest complaint about this daggone list. It says TV dads, but TV was a very small portion of this list here. Anyway, for every one movie, I can think of five more where the dad is a all-around good dad. Okay. He's,
1: I, it, okay. Well, the things that we didn't, some things that we didn't list are, are popular things like of course, the Simpsons. We didn't really talk about the Simpsons in that list. Right. But the Simpsons were kind of the the jumping off point. Mhm. We have the shows that kind of bore out from The Simpsons. We yeah. have Bob's Burgers. We have American Dad, Family Guy, uh Futurama, which well, see. you know, all these all these shows that are the same genre and all tend to have that same problem of presenting the father as a bumbling idiot. Now some of the shows, I would say, I would argue Family Guy, uh, uh, all the Seth MacFarlane stuff. Uh, The mom is also seen as an idiot at times, but clearly less often than the father.
0: Well, and I was thinking about King of the Hill.
1: King of the Hill, I don't think, yeah, I don't think King of the Hill suffers from that. Yeah. Uh, I really don't. I really think that they lean heavily on the friends to be the bumbling idiots. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you know, I even feel the same way about American Dad, though. To me, Actually, the, I haven't
1: watched American Dad since that very first season, so I don't know. Oh, well
0: much. see, to me. I'm so this that kind of television is not my jam. Yeah, at me all. neither. Yeah.
1: That's, um, that's too much. Simpsons yeah. is about as far as I go.
0: But to me, if they're if we're pinning one parent against the other, the mom is far more of the moron.
1: In American Dad? In
0: American Dad. Okay.
1: Yeah. I don't recall.
0: She's very self um. Self focused. What's the word that I? Self
1: centered. Self. Well, yeah. Aggrandizing.
0: <laughs> she has to, you know, her appearance and the way that she looks, and and the dad is, I don't
1: know. So anyway. uh, as we're as we're doing this on Twitch, we have people chiming in with us, and and Brian brought up Full House, and we didn't talked about full talk about Full House, but there are essentially three father figures, yeah. in Full House, mm-hmm. and I think that what. From what I recall, anyway, with Full House is that essentially all three of them kind of trade off the bumbling dad role depending on an episode. There's usually or well, I mean, not every episode, but every now and again, one or the other will be kind of the foil of the episode. The person who made an error and the other two or one of them or whatever kind of comes to the rescue. They're not they don't there's not one who's always an idiot. There's one who's always goofy, the, you know, yeah, the cut it out Joey. guy. Uh, Uncle Joey. And then there's one who's always cool. Jesse. And then there's one that's just trying to be the best dad he can be.
0: But see, and that's the thing. Who's because, the only real dad. Right. right Danny. Um,
1: who's to a me. real foul-mouthed individual in real life. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't ever watch any of his comedy but specials. But that just tells you. Uncomfortable. Good,
0: well, like, he, he was a good actor.
1: He really was. I'll give him that.
0: <laughs> um, but. To me, I, it was very clear and, you know, it was different from Three Men and a Baby, the movie Three Men mm, and a Baby, yeah. because it was very clear in Full House that you had a dad and then you had two uncle figures. Yeah. And when you consider an uncle figure, the point of an uncle figure is to be the fun uncle.
1: Sure. To sure, be sure, the sure, one, sure.
0: you know, that the kids can come to and we're just going to goof off and we're going to have fun. Dad is for discipline. Uncle is for fun. Sure. You know? I got you. And so... For Full House, that was more of the feeling that it gave me. I never thought until Jesse got married and then they had twins. Yeah, then but they even, had kids. Yeah, even then he really stepped up as a father figure. Mm-hmm. You no, know? I,
1: I. I guess what I'm trying to say is that with the Full House presentation of the the three kind of dad-ish figures, mm-hmm. I think they're more well rounded, a better presentation of actual people, actual fathers, uncles, whatever, what have you, in that kind of role mm-hmm. in that we're not always going to be perfect, but, you know, we're not constant bumbling fools right? all the time. We're not idiots either. either. I think it's a good balance of every now and then we make a, a mistake that causes a problem and we got to deal with it as opposed to, well, look what old dad's done again. Let's all come to the rescue. Yeah. Like they do with The Simpsons constantly.
0: See, with some of the shows that were listed or really just with some of the um, the characteristics that were explained, like I said, it would it would really make you wonder why would I want to get married? Mm -hmm, You know,
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: if I'm going to have to deal with a stupid husband, an idiot husband, or I'm going to have to deal with a nagging wife who's always on my back. Why would I want to get married? But I think with Full House, the the takeaway was... You know, even if you become widowed, don't bring in your two best friends because <laughs> they're the ones between Joey and Jesse. It was typically the two of them always messing up. And True. so Danny yeah. is not only having to raise his kids, but he's having to raise his best friends yeah, and yeah, get yeah, them yeah. out of garbage that they got themselves into.
1: <laughs> now, uh, I think we t- we talked about Phil Dunphy on Modern ha- Family and you haven't really seen Modern Family, but uh, I think Phil Dunphy is more of a a loving version of this in that, yes, it's clear that he's he's goofy, he doesn't always think things through, but he he is so in love with his family, so in love with his his wife and with his children that you can't but help you can't help but feel for him. Hmm. You don't be like, oh what a stupid guy. You're like, oh You're trying. (laughs) You know, you're you're kind of that way. Meanwhile, with The Simpsons, uh, I think early on in The Simpsons, in those first nine good seasons that they had, which that's, you know, if you're going to watch The Simpsons for the first time, just stop after nine. (sighs) Those first nine good seasons, you could tell that it was a different Homer Simpson back then. It was a Homer Simpson who, yes, was a bumbling idiot, but he was trying. Mm -hmm. He was trying and he loved his kids and even when he was being disrespected by them. But past nine and to today that's i cannot believe the show is still running he's very self-centered he really only cares about himself he only thinks about himself and they have used this time and time again for an excuse for another uh story arc of marge leaving him because he only thinks about himself and he does one loving thing to get back into good graces and they're all good again they even Mm -hmm. did this in the movie in the movie that came out and I'm like, this is not a new trope for The Simpsons. This is the fourth time Marge has left him. Right. Uh, why are we still surprised by this? Uh, they just made it a little bit more emotional uh, because it was movie and they could draw it out over a longer period of time. But I'm like, this is, this is the, the ultimate bumbling dad, really, because he doesn't care. He's all focused on himself and it always causes problems. So while I, I would say it's not maybe as widespread... As I initially thought, it is still a big part of pop culture simply because of the shows that it has been a part of being huge successes over the years. Yeah. So there's a, a split in that.
0: Yeah.
1: But. uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think anyway, we need to it, talk about
0: moms now. Time
1: to get over it is what I'm saying.
0: I, you know, I'm in agreement. It's time
1: to get past it.
0: I am in agreement. I think it. it has almost set up a a generation of dads who are like this is what i'm supposed to be this is what i'm supposed to do you know
1: uh even wandavision so have you been watching wandavision no okay. chris has good not okay been. well i'm not i'm not giving away a spoiler they do fake commercials in these old set in the different time periods that the show's kind of mimicking mm-hmm. and uh one of them was about paper towels that pick up you know more liquid or whatever. And I, in, in the end of this commercial, the husband knocks over a glass of beer and everyone, and she hands him paper towels and it, you get the, I don't remember if they said this word exactly, but you got the same feeling as they used to, even dad can clean up his own mess you yeah. know, with these paper towels. That's the kind of feel you get. Uh, it's, it's those, it's almost those little bits that I think kept that in the minds of, of me anyway. And a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, is that just, it's just kind of known that, you know, dad needs a little extra help. Yeah. You know, and I guess, uh, but it did make me think it was much more common than I guess it really is. Yeah. At least like we said, widespread more widespread than it really is. Yeah. Interesting. Uh,
0: It is interesting. It is. I don't know. It is one of those things where, um, you really do have to consider what has, how these little subtle media, feedings that we've been given our entire <laughs> lives have affected um have affected us yeah. as adults. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I, the uh, way we the way we think, the way we perceive. Yeah. Uh what we take for granted as gospel, you know, yeah. just without really thinking about it, thinking it through. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what we do without even really thinking about it. It just kind of I don't know, it's one of those things that I've always thought, well, it just kind of comes natural. It's just he versus she, man versus woman. But is it really natural or is it just something that we've learned from?
1: We've been brainwashed yeah. this whole time. Yeah. Quite possibly, quite possibly. I don't know. Uh, before we go to break, I do want to point out on Twitch chat, uh, Rachel said, Today confirms my view that Mo is the cool one. Aww. So you you have a fan. <laughs> I'm sure you have many fans, but you have a specific fan that's going to compliment Rachel. you live in front of everybody who's <laughs> supposed to be one of my best friends, but whatever. Yeah. You are one of my best friends. Rachel is supposed to be one of my best friends. She calls herself one of my best friends, but only when it benefits her, I've noticed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She knows what she did. <laughs> we play Among Us on Tuesday night. Uh-huh. and there was I figured a, it was an Among uh, Us yeah, thing. There was a whole, a whole thing where we were best friends for a while. We were the best friend squad.
0: Oh
1: and uh it was she it was me her? annoying her essentially no then we went on a killing spree uh <laughs> Matt, you stabbed me in uh, among us too much to be the cool one she just said on Twitch yeah um there was a a whole night where we basically killed each other as much as possible and we did a running thing of who could kill each other the most and uh, there's a, a highlight video on our uh, LTn radio uh YouTube channel uh, you can see which one of us. Did the best job. Uh, but no, it's it's fun. You should join us if you're not joining us for Among Us Night on Tuesday nights. Like tonight, if you're hearing this on the radio right now, tonight, join us for Among Us. Join the LTN Discord server, uh slash Discord and get in that Among Us lobby and come have some fun because it's a really, really fun time. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we will answer questions that you've been dying to ask us.
0: More Backroom Morning Show to come.
1: Stick around. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio. That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerds content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show as things are winding down for the day.
0: But first, we're going to ask, answer... And ask us anything, question. we're not going to ask it. it. We're going to answer. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to
1: ask you a question and then just wait here for your answer. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> we are live streaming on Twitch, and Twitch is asking us our questions today. Uh, we're, we have one question we're going to get, and this is from uh, uh, Oriol Jedi, our uh, He asks us, "How did we both meet?" And so we addressed this. Like, technically, we we met in church, uh, but the you know initial meeting wasn't really. An interaction per se, just like right. oh, I'm Mo, I'm Matt. So we're, right. gonna, we're gonna. I didn't
0: f- go by Mo at that point. You
1: didn't. Yeah, you're right. You went by Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took me a really long time to even call you Mo after uh-huh. you did start going by Mo. Yes. Uh, but anyway, we're gonna talk about our first interaction. Uh, do you want to set up the story? Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
0: Um, I, I would say it was 2014.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Um, summer of 2014, roughly July. I was serving in my very first year as VBS director here at our church. And um, it was a Sunday morning, the Saturday night before we had finalized all the decorating details in the church. Um, and then Sunday morning was supposed to be like our big VBS Sunday.
1: Right. And we were going to be talking about it, right? Uh-huh. Like it Like it was the Sunday before launch. Right. So, right. Yeah.
0: Right. Actually, I think that year, did we launch on Sunday evening?
1: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We did because we had CR on Thursday. So we right. were going to do Sunday through Wednesday as a right. thing. Yeah. So it was going to start that night. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And so the whole <clears throat> church was already decked out, decorated, um, set for the week. And the sanctuary had a huge waterfall
1: waterfall effect
0: mm-hmm yeah, made from tablecloths and <laughs> lots of tape lots of tape lots of tape
1: you had' them hang you had a uh, you had them taped to our view screen mm-hmm. and they were like draped over like these big pillars that we have to give it that effect of kind of coming over a cliff right and,
0: oh So how God. high do you think that that is
1: really? Pretty dang high. Like uh, we're we're well above a story, I think. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, well above a story.
1: I think one and a half stories tall, maybe.
0: Yeah. So our tallest ladder in the church was fifteen foot. Right. And I had to go to the very top rung mm-hmm. of that ladder. Mm-hmm. So and still and even had then to you were still stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah, yeah. had to stretch and stand on my tippy toes. So <clears throat> more than fifteen feet. Pretty higher high, higher high. than 15 feet. Yeah. So go ahead. You can take, okay. take over so from here. So
1: she, uh, she did all that. I came in. I come in uh, early on Sundays to get things set up. And that's something I still do. But that's something I did then. And uh, I came in. And the first thing I noticed was most of that waterfall had fallen down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I uh, I didn't know uh Megan all that well, so I believe I had to call a few different people and wake them up and say, hey, do you have Megan's phone number so I can call her? Uh, Megan was informed by me that this happened. She said, crap, okay, I'll be down there in a minute. So she came up early in the morning as well uh, to get this fixed. And I'm in the back working, getting stuff ready for service, as I typically do, and I didn't really think anything of it. Mo's, or Megan's going to be up there doing whatever she's got to do. She busts out this 15-foot ladder and, again, like she said, climbs to the very, very top rung and is still stretching. And I'm, like, way in the back of the sanctuary in the sound booth, and I just keep looking up, and I just, oh, that's not safe. (laughs) Okay. I just keep working, and I look back up again. I'm like, oh. (laughs) I thought to myself, if she falls and dies, what am I going to tell her husband? Mm Mm-hmm. I just sat there from the back and watched it happen. Nope. Okay. So I got up and I, despite her protesting, we said, you don't need, I'm okay. You don't need to stand there. I'm like, it's all right. I'm just going to put a hand on this ladder and just make sure it doesn't tip over and you don't die. Cause I can't, I can't just say I stood by and watched it happen. Yeah. Okay. I can't just say, say that. And uh, so what wound up happening is we essentially just, had a butt long conversation as you were sitting there trying to fix that thing. Cause it took forever. Uh, and I think you had to come down a couple of times. I think you resorted to duct tape yeah, because that residue is still to this day on the bottom of that screen yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, to get that stuff stuck up on there. Uh, and because of that, you had to do it on the other side as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it became like quite a long project. I think it took at least an hour yeah. uh, fixing that. So over that hour we just talked and got to know each other and, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And so we've had a couple of conversations after that. And about that time was when we were uh, we were getting ready, I guess. No, I guess it was still a while before we started. About a year and a half later, uh, we had started getting ready for the Back Row Baptist podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, John Berkey, Hillary Berkey, a couple other people were getting that started. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Wellborn. Oh, Kevin would have been mad if I forgot him. Mm-hmm. Uh, started that. And uh, like I said, Mo and I had had a few conversations since then, but not not too many, but just enough to know that we got along really well. Yeah. And I invited her on, I think, the fourth or fifth episode. And by the seventh episode, I thought, okay, she needs to be on every episode. And so I invited her to be like I was the I was the one figure who wasn't going to rotate and everybody else would rotate out who was going to be on the show. And I decided, no, she's going to. She's going to join, too. And so both of us are going to be the hosts, and we'll have rotating people that are you know, doing the, doing the show with us. Not necessarily guests. They're still, like, cast of the show, but we'd rotate out who those were. Yeah. Uh, and the rest was history at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been, we've been pretty close friends uh, for a, a long time. She has scared me on multiple occasions that she was going to move. And I didn't know what I was going (laughs) to do. I was ready this last time, and then you still wound up not moving, right? Uh, But yeah, it's it's uh, that's that's kind of how it's gone. And most of our interactions have been based around back row stuff, like even we don't we don't hang out all that much. I mean, mostly now it's because of COVID, but we never we never really hung out all that much. We would come over whenever y'all did family things, Mm -hmm. but it's rare that we've gone out as two couples. Yeah, things just a few times. Yeah, uh, which, which is just kind
0: of sad. It's sad,
1: but it's it's more of a byproduct of the fact that I don't have nights free. I don't yeah. really do that with anybody. <laughs> yeah, I think we uh, like once every two months have the Berkeys over on a Friday night to watch a Marvel movie for one Marvel movie. Yeah, so that's about it. That's only when we can convince the grandparents to watch the kids for the night. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's just a rarity all around. But most of what we've done is here but we've we've talked so much this is our this is our three hundred and twenty no 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 three hundred and thirty first episode of the morning show, in addition to uh about a hundred and twenty some odd episodes of that podcast beforehand, all of which are about an hour to an hour and a half long, some of them were a few, a little shorter, but some of them have been longer i mean just count up how many hours that is of conversation between us it's rare that now that we have stories that we haven't heard already yeah um it's it's almost like a marriage in that sense of like okay you can't really surprise me anymore with, with stories that you have <laughs> yeah uh because we've just had so much talking um but we we find out that we we're very similar people mm-hmm. uh and our spouses are very similar people mm mm-hmm. And that's why we get along so well. Yeah. Uh and to the foil of our of our spouses.
0: It's, it's true. But-
1: we're we're the bumbling idiots in our marriage. <laughs> that's not always the case in, in your family, is it?
0: That may be very true. Um yeah, which is why I said that it's sad that we don't hang out more as couples or as a family because we are all four of us are so similar. It, there's many ways that it's kind of, kind of weird how similar <laughs> the four of us are. And where Daedra and Chris are not similar, Daedra and I are similar, and you and Chris are similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, but
1: those are yeah a few places, right? But a few weird specific places. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, but I will say this: that very first conversation, it was six o'clock in the morning. And you Facebook messaged me. And that's how you said. That's
1: how it was. It was a uh-huh. Facebook message. That's you right. You Facebook that's right. messaged
0: me and said, hey. I
1: did wake up to Adria, though, I think. Yeah. <laughs> she had your number.
0: Yeah. Just FYI, the waterfall fell. And I don't know why at 6 o'clock in the morning. Probably because I didn't go to bed the night before until like 2 in the morning. Right.
1: Because y'all were here decorating. And y'all did such a good job decorating the entire church in like a rainforest-esque type yeah. Thing, yeah. The whole dang church, It was ceiling to floor, every wall, yeah, very big displays, all handmade. None mm-hmm. of this was bought or prefabbed or anything. This was stuff y'all all built. Mm-hmm. So y'all stayed up here late into the night.
0: Yeah, it was journey off the map. That was the, the theme, that VBS theme. Um, but that six o'clock in the morning Facebook message, and I just find it very humorous that Six years later, am I doing the math right? Yeah, six years later, that's still how we communicate, is via Facebook Messenger.
1: At 6.30 in the morning.
0: (laughs) It's true. It's true. Um, But we don't text. No. We do not text. We legitimately only communicate through Facebook Messenger, so much so that last week, Matt called me, and I'm pretty sure I can count on one hand how many times in six years that Mm -hmm. you've... Mm -hmm. called me Mm -hmm. and so i'm looking at the phone like
1: oh no oh god dear lord
0: what is happening
1: (laughs) something awful has occurred please
0: let him be okay please let his family be okay gotta say a quick prayer gotta prepare myself okay hello (laughs) and i think the first words were i know it's weird that i'm calling you but (laughs)
1: that's exactly what i said hey don't freak out nothing's bad it's all good so truly uh, i'm
0: And without being cheesy, Matt is truly my best friend, Um, aside from Chris. Yeah. Truly my best best friend. Best
1: non-related, non-romantic friend.
0: Exactly. Um, (laughs) But to think that that's our only level of communication is Facebook Messenger. is is just...
1: (laughs) Well, you know, and that's another thing, and we won't get into the whole thing because we're running long already, but that's another thing that we talked about is how to have a, a... "Quote unquote workplace friendship with someone of the opposite spouse and opposite sex, opposite opposite spouse, <laughs> opposite opposite sex, <laughs> without being uh, without letting the door open for any any kind of improper communication behavior, anything like that. And not right. that that's something that we've ever worried about because we we truly don't see each other in those ways. We we tend to act more like brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also you have a responsibility to be." Uh, prudent in those areas, Uh, especially as a believer, you understand that you're supposed to protect your marriage above anything, especially when it comes to friendships. Mm -hmm. That's why in your vows, you're saying you're putting yourself above all other relationships, and that includes (laughs) your family, and that includes your friends and and all that. And that's why I don't understand uh, couples uh, where a spouse is like, well, I can have as many uh, opposite sex friends as I want. Uh, and we can go hang out just me and me and him or me and her, you know, whatever. And, and like, that's just like, that's setting yourself up for mm-hmm. a dangerous, dangerous precedent. Yeah. But, uh, I think that's, that's one thing that we just always kind of both, we never, we never really talked about it. I think we just both kind of already mentally agreed on the fact that we're not just going to be sitting here chatting or texting each other all the time. Cause right. that's, that's, uh, not, 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 a. Uh, Respectful, I guess, of our mm-hmm. spouse and yeah. of our time. It's like yeah. we're, we're friends and we will sp- spend an appropriate amount of friend time together. Yeah. <laughs> and most of that will be on air.
0: So, <laughs> it's true.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> that's how you got to do it, guys. That's yeah. how you can do it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, that. Uh, do you have anything else to add? Are we good to go?
0: No, I think we're good to go. Okay. It uh, truly is a funny story. It is.
1: Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. It's, uh, you could have died. You could have died that day. Yeah. And then that would have ruined. Ruined a lot of years, I think, for me. If I'd have saw you die right in front of me, even though I didn't know you at the time. I just was like, oh, gosh, I could have saved her.
0: That would be a trauma that you like—you probably never fully got over. I do remember thinking, like, kept, I kept looking at my watch, looking at the time, like, I am not going to get out of here. And I'm standing here in my pajamas. I still green athletic shorts and a pink T-shirt. A pink Six Flags t-shirt that actually wasn't mine. It was Samantha's. Like, I still remember what I was wearing and standing there on that ladder thinking, I cannot take any more time. Otherwise, people are going to start showing up for church. And Mm -hmm. this is what I am in. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Also, I didn't, I like didn't get anything ready for church. <laughs> yeah. I had to really rush yeah. to get through Sunday school to get stuff done. <laughs> uh, all right, let's close out uh, with our verse for the day.
0: Our verse for the day is Psalm sixty-eight six. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun scorched land.
1: That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. dot com. We got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission to become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, please give, uh, please visit, give. no, hey, we fixed this. I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, they, they got this fixed. So you can go to lovethynerd.com slash give uh, or slash partner, either one of them. I think it's partner. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it now. I got to fix it on all the other stuff I have. Uh, I think both work, but uh, love thy nerd slash com slash partner. Uh, you can select LTN radio from that list, or you can just give generally to Love thy Nerd. Uh, let's see here. Love thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible.
0: Make sure you're following us on all the socials at, at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love thy Nerd. And the back row morning show has its own Facebook group community for. For Christian humor, Row Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun.
1: Lastly, remember that we air exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Central with an encore at 10 a.m. Oh, not Central, Eastern. Ugh. 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore. At 10, I'm just, this whole changing to what we're doing from Central to Eastern <laughs> has really messed me up. All last week, by the way, I jumped two hours. I was saying 9 a.m. Eastern. I went from Central to to, to Eastern thinking I was going from mountain to Eastern in my oh, head. Man. So I've just screwed this up royally. But 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. Eastern. If you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely.
0: We'll be back tomorrow morning, and we hope you will too.
1: Mo, final thought.
0: Topher, <laughs> that house better be clean. <laughs> Straight up, kid. Uh, Love you.
1: (laughs) All right. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.